0: Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, Freestyle Friday, and I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, June 10th, episode 2951, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World.
0: Congratulations!
1: You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning.
0: That's right, it is Horses in the Morning, and we do have some bad ads for you today. And Jamie, I have good news. Okay. The good news is we're getting some help. Some listeners send in audio ads so we don't have to work as oh, hard. Thank God. <laughs> this has been for me... A roller coaster of a week, and I'm kind of glad it's Friday. I be, you
1: know, just. <laughs> I'm so excited to be going out of town next week, going to Monty's place. You know, there's times as a horse trainer that you kind of get stuck in this kind of like – routine of doing the same thing. And and you start to question whether you're good or whether you're not. And sometimes you just need a little inspiration. And so I'm so excited to be going to the movement next week and going to Monty's Farm Flag is Up and hanging out with you guys and Debbie and Nellie and all the people that are going to be there, all of our listeners who are going. I'm so excited because I just needed, like I say, when you drive in the gates at Monty's Farm Flag is Up, in Solvang, California. It's like you drive in and you just go and it's just like a very cleansing, relaxing Inspiring moment, I think. So I'm, I'm just so happy to be to be going there, and it's going to be so fun.
0: You know, this is the first time that I'm going to see you actually do any work. I mean, I mean, train a horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you. You know, I've seen you in videos, but I haven't seen you in person since you got your certification.
1: No pressure.
0: <laughs> no, so don't don't. Sc- well, I wouldn't know the difference. So it's, you know.
1: Oh, don't worry. Monty does. And he will make sure to tell me in front of everybody if I screw up. (laughs) So there's a good thing is potentially if you guys haven't bought your tickets yet, buy your tickets because you could see Monty yell at me. <laughs> it could happen. And I it know has we have, happened in the past.
0: I know we have some listeners going, so we're, I'm excited to meet all of them and uh, hang out with them for the weekend. Uh, Helena and Buck are going to be there. So Helena's bringing her husband, Buck, who's, you know, kind of about as much of a horsey guy as me. So I right. figure if all else, <laughs> you know, if it gets totally boring for us, we'll just head off to town and hit the bar. So that's what I figured. I, I
1: love the Solvang brewery is fantastic. Right? Have-
0: <laughs> and there's a, there's that pub there too, right? Or that that uh, saloon. It's not a pub. Yes, it's pub in England, saloon salon. in Solvang. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we should find something to do anyway. But no, I'm, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and uh, hanging out. Some people I haven't seen in a long time. Templeton and Sam will be there, uh, so that'll be fun too. And I think we have a house together, so that's that's going to be kind of neat. And you we fly in with you, ironically.
1: <laughs> I know. We're meeting up in Dallas and then taking the same flight from Dallas to Solving, which is our ten Not Santa Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Yeah. Thank you for telling me where I'm flying into. I'll help you. Thanks.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, today on the show, we have Jessie Findora on, and she's going to talk to us about the fun of Mounted Games across America. Uh, Jennifer had a chance to interview her about Mounted Games across America, which do look like a lot of fun. We have some Belmont trivia for you because guess what? Tomorrow's Belmont, and we're going to pick our winner. Uh, we'll do that today as well and then we have some really bad ads Uh, we have no idea what we're talking about in the auditor post show but we will get to that as well, hey, it's time to be thankful for the month of June. We're doing a th- thing we're thankful for at the beginning of every episode, and then we'll share with you one of the auditor, th- one of the auditors, and what they're thankful for. We post that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the auditor room. I am thankful for everyone who covered for me in recent weeks uh, when I was sick, and that's Jen, uh, Jemmy, you. George, just everybody who helped cover for everything uh, when I was on, on the couch. So I really do appreciate that. And I, that's yeah, and my co host,
1: Wendy, I had, yeah. and Lisa. Uh, Lisa. And
0: yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people filling in. So thank you very much for, for everybody that covered.
1: All right. Well, I guess if I have to do what I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for being able to wake up and do the thing that I love. I got uh, spoiler alert. We, we've actually postponed. During the summer, the podcast that we do here because it gives me time to work horses in the morning and and horses in the morning. There you go. Uh, so I was able to work a couple horses before the show started, and then I just come up like uh, today. Like everything went really well, and so I didn't get bucked off, and everybody was good, and everybody learned something, and I did actually post uh, on my Flyer Farm Facebook page a training video because I had this horse named Manny Honorable Man come in and uh, he's a horse and hound horse and he came in kind of nervous. He was used as a show horse. I think basically what happened is he went from being on the racetrack and then went to somebody who kind of flips racehorses. But a lot of times they don't give them a lot of foundation just they get on him and ride them. And the problem is there's a lot of stuff that kind of gets skipped over when you don't take your time. And so he kind of got a little bit fried of like, I'm going to go be a racehorse and then I'm going to go jump things and go run cross country. And so he didn't have a whole lot of idea about relaxing and being a normal horse. So I was able today and he wouldn't stand still. Like I can't stand still. I have to be doing something at all times. And yesterday, Glenn, oh my God, I counted. Okay, so when I teach a horse to stand still, to be mounted, I take them up to the mounting block, I get on I rub them all over and I get on. And they can walk off. And they walk off three steps and then I back them up six. And then I take them for a little walk and then I get off and I do it again. 35 times. (laughs) I got got on and off this horse yesterday. (laughs) I counted 35 times of... Oh, uh, get on, walk off, take three steps forward, back up six, get off, get back on, take three steps forward, back up six, get off. And like, I'm like, eventually I, I'm like, I'm not quitting. And it was four 30 in the afternoon. It was so hot. I was drenched in sweat and like, literally I'm just, it like, was
0: fine. You were dying.
1: All you have to do is stand there and do nothing. And this is like what the patient, this is where my husband would be like, are you serious? Are you doing that again? Can we just quit? And then and me, I'm like, no, I got to keep going. So 35 times yesterday, this morning, I take him out, I get on him and he walks off and I'm like, son of a nutcracker. And he walks forward, I back him up six, I get off, take him back to the mountain block. He stands completely still. And then I rode him around, got off, got back on, stood completely still. So I did like an instructional video too, because he also has some issues of like when he would go to trot, if you weren't holding his face, he didn't know what to do. And he would like lurch forward and then stop and then lurch forward and stop. And I had posted a video. I've of him had cars like that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And they're not supposed to do that. So I'm thankful for being able to impart some of the education that I've learned from Monty and them and, and, and take it and and train these horses and be successful at it so long way of saying i'm thankful to do what i do
0: and be here and you're a little sore today from getting on and off and on and off you know
1: what (laughs) to be fair i am not that sore i just just repeat rinse repeat and he knew after the fifth time
0: what he was supposed to do he was just going to see how long you would go
1: i was like let's see how long and then i was like but always so i ended with the 30 fits when he finally stood still so i quit And then today I came out and I was like, "Okay, let's see how smart you are. Let's see if you figured it out." And it only took one time. So you guys be like patient and
0: persistent.
1: Persistent. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: two P's,
1: consistency. Um, We need to make. We need
0: to start making T-shirts, training T-shirts with all of your sayings on them. We need to.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Hey, we had an auditor that was thankful today, and I won't say the name for. For (laughs) a reason, because she said, I'm thankful my boss won't be in today. Amen. And I think uh, Jamie says that a lot too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're here today?
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: I don't get Dr. Wendy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no. You're stuck with me today. (laughs) But we've all had those jobs when the boss, especially on a Friday, the boss isn't there on a Friday. It's like heaven. It's heaven. Happy birthday to Nancy Bowman and Christy Parsons. They're auditors of ours, and we wish you a terrific weekend.
1: Well, there was a recent study that came out, Glenn, and so I'm going to do a study show really? as my daily Winnie. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a study, and this is on Horse Talk, which I love. It's horsetalk.co.nz, and the study came from there. They do a lot of kind of like newsy, horsey stuff, and uh, the title is Safety Vests Reduce Injury Rate Among Show Jumpers." Study Shows. <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> Turns out, that, you know, I, I get a lot of flack for, not a lot of flack, but some people will comment like, When I I could because on these baby horses and baby race horses I I wear a vest and a helmet, and I got bucked off. Do you wear a regular vest or an air vest? Reg just a regular regular vest because I find that sometimes the air vests are designed for rotational falls.
0: Yeah,
1: and. I try not to use it because that popping sound that yeah. you fall off sometimes can create more problems. I mean, it can It'll help with stopping
0: you as it pops.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, kick it, <laughs> you know. But I recently was contacted by a listener who got kicked. It was dismounting a horse, felt like something was going to happen and dismounted, and the horse kicked her in the ribs. Mm. And that. I I wear the vest mainly like when I'm doing plastic and introducing things that the horse might kick because it protects your ribs. And so I always wear the vest when I'm doing groundwork. And a lot of people will give me kind of a hard time about it, but that's okay. I don't care because look at this study, safety vests reduce injury rate. Um, And then they also go on to say that people that wear helmets are also safer, safer, (laughs) duh. Um, But I know it's kind of obvious, but. They did. It's a whole thing about riders who often or always wore a helmet suffered significantly fewer head injuries and had a significantly lower total injury duration than riders who did not wear a helmet. So you know what? Make fun of me, but I'll be laughing as I'm uh, walking out of the barn with a baby horse. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't. I don't care sometimes it doesn't matter what people say, just you do you. So to the, to the listener that told me that she was kicked in the ribs, she actually said, because of you, uh, you've kind of inspired me to now start wearing my vest when I'm doing these young horses. And you know, the thing about the helmet and the vest is, is even if it does, you don't need it, it makes you more confident,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, like, like, What I might not do to to train a horse, I will do if I'm wearing the vest and then I get further that day because I'm feeling more confident in... How I'm presenting myself, you know. So, just so you know, and the older uh, we
0: get, the less confident we feel in general. So, and,
1: and it's true. And I've just I've had my confidence shaken a few times this week, which is why I'm uh, I, I've talked uh, quite a bit this morning about being grateful for doing what I do uh, because I did have some confidence issues this week and last week, and so to be able to go to Monty's and, and kind of cleanse myself of that, but also to have had good success yesterday and today in uh, training horses has made me feel better. We all have our, we all have our shaky, shaky moments and, and it's nothing to be, you know, ashamed of. I just, I just had one of those, I came up to the house last night and I was like, I don't know if I'm any good. You know, Chad's like, are you serious right now? I'm like, listen, just listen to me talk. <laughs>
0: A little imposter syndrome going on there,
1: yeah, exactly. And boys always think they need to fix everything. I'm like, just
0: that's our job. Just,
1: all you're supposed to do, it was an episode of The Office. All you're supposed to do is say, That sucks. All you have to do is say, That sucks. And it, yes, I've I'm validating.
0: That. That's a good one. I like that.
1: Oh, yeah, when your wife starts complaining about something, be like, mm, That sucks. And she'll be validated and feel good <laughs> instead of like, what are you talking about? crazy?
0: No, no, no. Just say that sucks. I will do that from now on. Now
1: <laughs> Sounds good. I lost you for a second there. But yeah. All right. So that is that we actually, before we get to our first guest, and we're going to talk Jennifer. Spoiler alert, did the interview, so I'm not actually on it, neither is Glenn. Uh, But let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products first. Should we do that?
0: Yep, and then we're going to come back uh, to Jennifer's interview with Jesse talking about mounted games.
1: She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today.
2: And I'm so happy to welcome to the show Jesse Fedora, who is the secretary of the MGAA, also known as the Mounted Games Across America group. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I would like to, at this time, thank one of our listeners, Claudia, who suggested we get somebody on to talk about a little bit about games because we love to highlight, chat about, learn about all of the many, many different types of competitions and activities there are to enjoy horses. And Mm. we're going to start out with why, what is games and why is it different than barrel racing at a rodeo? Kind of... Give me the rundown. Sure.
3: Sure. Uh, so games is a series of relay races on, on horseback. We actually max out at 15 hands. So it's mostly ponies. Well, it's all ponies. Um, and it's it's played in a team of four members. You can have five on a team, but four go in every race. Um, and so, for example, there will be the first race is usually bending poles, which is a slalom. And so the rider will slalom up, slalom back, hand off, and the next teammate will go. Um, and then the team will move on to the next race. And so uh, with each race, you accumulate a certain number of points based on how many teams you beat or how many teams beat you, um, and all those points total up to uh, to to be your final score. So it definitely has something in common with some of the Western gaming. It is written English. Um, but we just have sort of more of a mix of of activities that we do within any given competition.
2: So it's always teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams, pairs, or individuals? Okay, like teams, pairs, or individuals. Teams. So mm-hmm. when it, whenever a Mounted Gains Across America competition happens, is it mm-hmm. is it more is it similar to a hunter show where it's a big show and there are lots of individual classes, or is it more like a three phase event where it's everybody does the same thing but at different at different levels? Sure,
3: sure. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I'd say it's closer to the eventing um, model. So, for example, we just had a competition this weekend, and we had the novice division, the intermediate division, uh, open, which is the the top level. And then we also have an over-25 division, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, And so people will sign up with their team within their division, and then they'll play three sessions of races. Um, And the teams accrue different points with with each session that total up to a score at the end of the weekend.
2: So there's... A winning team for the novice division, a winning team for the over 20th. Okay. Now, are are all of the games or classes, so if you're in novice, there Mm -hmm. are different classes. Are they always the same Mm -hmm. from show to show? Or is there a wider variety that you might see certain ones at certain shows and different ones at other shows?
3: So there's a there's there's a rule book that has a list of games, and then the organizers of each competition will pick a set of games for each session. Now, there are rules governing which races can go in. So, for example, we have three categories of races. We have accuracy races, where you'll have to slow down and do something that's more skills-based. So the pony will have to run fast and then stop and wait for the rider to do something. Um, We have speed races, which I I think we can (laughs) guess what those are all about. And then we also have agility races where the rider will have to get off, perform a skill on the ground, and then vault back on. So the pony will take off running, and the rider will jump back on um, to complete the race.
2: So what does this look like? Because obviously this is the type of sport that's really going to appeal to the under 25 set because you have mm-hmm. to be pretty darned athletic, especially when it comes that's to hopping on time, and hopping yeah. off. <laughs> do, does what does it look like when you have the over 25 division? What what do those are there changes? Are there different requirements for those different uh, categories? So so that's a great question. We all
3: play the same races. Um, and our over 25s, I mean if you could see what they can do, it's it's mind-boggling. Um and so, actually, our oldest player is seventy-three years old, and she's on one of the top teams. Um, and so, she'll go out, and she she can do a flying dismount, but she's going to stir up to get back on rather than rather than vault. Um, we do have some riders who struggle with stirruping up in that over twenty-five division, and so they actually will have somebody run out with a mounting block. Oh, that um, does! <laughs> and they're allowed to use that. So we have, yeah. So we have this wide range where you've got some of these over twenty-five players who could easily step up into open, but just really love the camaraderie of the older division. And then we have some, some over 25 players who are, who are just out there to have a good time. And, you know, aren't really, aren't really in it to win it so much as just to really enjoy the sport.
2: To, to, uh, to finish is to win, to, to borrow something yep. from the endurance crowd. <laughs> so yep. where, where did this whole thing come from? What are, what are its origins? Because obviously so, in barrel barrel racing and a lot of rodeo sports, the, the origin mm-hmm. is in the rodeo, um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: where that, mm-hmm. that started. So where did this all come from?
3: So it actually started in the UK uh, in 1957. Uh, the director of the Horse of the Year show asked Prince Philip at the, to to create a sport that the kids who didn't have the big expensive horses just had their little backyard ponies, something that they could do with their ponies and, and just have a great time. So um, Prince Philip, created the Prince Philip Cup, and um, the first show was, like I said, in the UK at the, at the Horse of the Year show. Um, so originally it was just for pony clubbers, but that's age-restricted. You aged out at 21. So in 1984, Norman Patrick founded um, the Mounted Games Association, which is open to, to riders of all ages, um, and now it's spreading all over the world.
2: So is the Mounted Games Association the same as Mounted Games Across America? So
3: the Mounted Games, there's the IMGA, the International Mounted Games Association, and ah, they have um, chapters okay. in 26 countries. Um, and then there are a couple of offshoot organizations within some of the countries. So MGAA is one of those offshoots. We tend to be more in the northeast, whereas the USMGA, United States Mounted Games Association, is more down in the in the south. So it's a regional group. Got
2: it. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. understand now. So typically, when People start in the mounted games. We're going to call it a discipline, the sport. Mm -hmm. Do you do you typically see your members coming from other disciplines or do you typically see your members being people who are just this is the first discipline or sport they've tried or is it a little mixture of both? I'd say it's a mixture.
3: I mean, you need to have you need to have a pretty nice foundation of basic riding skills to be leaning off the side of your pony as it's moving. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're doing essentially some high-level dressage moves. You're doing leg yielding. You're doing turns on the haunches, but you're doing it one-handed, you know, as you spin around an end pole. So you do need to have a good seat. You need to have some basic fundamentals, um, but you can always learn those as you go along.
2: So if somebody wants to look into it, go watch a mm-hmm. competition, try mm-hmm. it for themselves, go to a clinic, uh, mm-hmm. Where where is a good place to, for them to find information that is going to help somebody out who's new to it? That's
3: a great question. So um, spe- speaking specifically for MGIA for Mounted Games Across America, if you go onto our website, um, there is a contact form that'll go directly to the Board of governors, and we can we can uh, hook you up with We have a whole bunch of members all over who are who are already on a list, excited and ready to reach out to people who are interested um, to invite them to practices or to go to them and give clinics. Um we're really, really looking to expand and and we'll be excited to bring in any new people who are interested.
2: okay, my favorite question, what is your favorite game, and why?
3: Um, my favorite game is probably three mug. It's a game that involves, uh, you have to do a lot of turns. Okay. So um, is, so is three, ponies. is three
2: mug one of the accuracy ones, speed ones, or agility ones?
3: Um, I'd say it's somewhere between accuracy and agility. There are a lot of turns. You need to be really in sync with
2: your pony. Um, so how does really it work? Talk me, pony. talk me through how three mugs sure. works.
3: So there are four four bending poles. So similar to the Western, um, bending poles and each one or three of them have a mug on them. And so the rider needs to go out and move the mug from the third pole to the fourth, from the second pole to the third, and from the first pole to the second. And then the next rider goes and resets them. But there's a series of loops, um, that you're, you're communicating with your pony through your body primarily. And, and it's a race. Everybody's spinning around as quickly as they can go. Um, to try to
2: I see so you're obviously a, a speed addict okay so <laughs> you have four bent four bending poles right and three mm-hmm. mugs yep so you yep. have to is, do the mugs start out f- as far the from the starting line or closer to the starting line they are on the first three poles so now do you have to yep. move do you have to move the mugs in a specific order you do.
3: Yep. Everybody has to move them the same the same path. And so if you drop one or if you make a mistake, you have to fix that. So all of games is really that balance between accuracy and speed because if I'm if I'm trotting and I make no mistakes, I may beat somebody who's galloping and knocking everything all over the yeah. place.
2: I've watched games a few times. I've been very lucky to watch the Prince Philip Cup on a number of occasions. Oh, and perfect. The mistakes cost you very dearly, indeed. Yep,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Every race is a little bit of a gamble.
2: So, which one is your least favorite game, and why?
3: <laughs> um, I'm getting a little older, so I'm not going to lie. The vaults can be a little intimidating. My pony, my pony's quick, and uh, he's a good boy. But but when he takes off, I, it, it can be hard to convince myself to to jump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the dismount. Yeah, pretty good. But boy that uh, yep, that fly that flying mount is wow. Yeah. That's impressive when that happens, yeah. regardless uh, of the age beautiful. of the human being
3: doing it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> now it's beautiful to watch, and it's... and some of these players really make
3: it look effortless. But it's it's pretty impressive.
2: So when and where are the championships going to be in twenty twenty two?
3: So uh so as far as MGAA we have a series called the Mid Atlantic Series um and we just total those up for a year-end award um and those are generally in the state college area in Virginia um and and there um as far as internationally I am not sure which country they are going to this year If you google um, Prince Philip they,
2: Cup you'll find it
3: well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's I'm actually when I when I think I think of um of IMGA the the big international organization and they go all over Europe. So it looks like for IMGA the World Team Championship is going to be in
2: France this year. There we go, check it out, yeah. and they probably have a street live stream of some sort, so you can even watch it from the comfort they of your do. of your uh, they home. Do. Well, thank you yep. very much for stopping by the show today and telling us all about. Mounted games across America when fun, fun and interesting things are happening over there, and I'm sure they do that regularly. Please do reach out to guest at horse dot com and let us know, and we'd love to have you back on. Thank you
3: so much. This was great.
0: Well, tomorrow's the Belmont, and we all care a little bit because obviously the winner of the Kentucky Derby is in the Belmont, so we, we we care want a little to more. See-
1: we all want to see what's going to happen. Yes. Like it's like we uh, we know there's a train wreck coming, and we want front row seats
0: <laughs> to right. it. It's not and the either, race. It's post-race that we're <laughs> exa- Well, it's either <laughs> going to be an awesome
1: experience or it's going to be a disaster. And all of us are just curious.
0: Yep. It's like watching car racing. Uh, yeah. You're always waiting for the wreck. So we hope it goes fine and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. And it's only eight horses. So we'll talk about the horses after... Uh, we'll pick our winners and uh, we'll pick our top three. Uh, we'll post that in the auditor room, too, because nobody got it right. Nobody got it right for the Kentucky Derby. But I have a little bit of trivia here for you for the Belmont, so we'll see how you do. All right. How old is the Belmont Stakes? What running of it is is it this year?
2: Oh, my
1: God. Great question. Let's see the...
0: They post this everywhere every every headline has this
1: i think they've had like 150
0: you're cl- you're you're pretty close i'll give that to you 154th running
1: oh yay i knew it wasn't 150th because it would be like a really big deal yeah. but 100 150- i didn't justify win the 150th i think so
0: and uh of course it's the oldest of the three races of the contention.
1: which is which is weird to think about but yeah it, it is
0: it's the oldest of the three uh where was it first held the bronx The city of Elmont or Syracuse?
1: Well, I know it's held in Elmont now.
0: And where is Elmont? Do you know?
1: Elmont is where the Belmont is. (laughs) It's in New York. What do you mean? What do you want? GPS coordinates?
0: (laughs) It's in Long Island.
1: (laughs) Is that where it was first held?
0: Uh, No. Is that your guess, Elmont? Sure. The Bronx. It was in the Bronx. I, they oh. must have had more open space back in the 1800s because <laughs> you couldn't fit a racetrack in the Bronx now. So who won the first Belmont Stakes? And I'll give you choices. Okay. Juggernaut, Crazy Eddie, or Roofless.
1: Oh, I love the name Crazy Eddie. That's fantastic. But I've never heard that name, so I'm going to go with Juggernaut. I-,
0: I knew you would. That's why I put it in there. Oh, you son of a <laughs> I just sounded like a horse that would have won the first race. That's why I picked Juggernaut. Nope, it was Ruthless won the first Belmont in 1867.
1: And what was the other name you came up with?
0: Uh, Juggernaut and Crazy Eddie.
1: Crazy Eddie. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a 150-year-old name. No,
0: it doesn't. I just threw that one. But Juggernaut does, doesn't it? Yeah. There must have been a horse named Juggernaut. Um, Who won last year? Oh,
1: it's two words. You're right.
0: You're right about that.
1: Yeah. Mm, it's well, it funny should... how
0: we can never remember. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Some...
0: Unless they win the I Triple Crown, quality, we don't know.
1: <laughs> quality Road or something like that.
0: You are darn close. I'll give you half credit. Essential Quality.
1: Essential Quality. A quality Road baby, I think. There you go. <laughs> Good Why job. Why I know that, I don't know. I'm impressed.
0: What post position has produced the most winners? Three, mm-hmm. one, or five?
1: I'm going to go with the middle. Let's go three.
0: I knew you would uh, post number one has proven to be the most successful which is weird but oh, wow. I think it's because there's always less horses like this year there's eight. I don't I think
1: they only let 12 in yeah. they don't do the 20 so and and one makes sense because it's the it's the longest race right. so they have to go the shortest distance Fine, one 23 winners
0: one. out of hole number one okay so this is uh, right up your alley what is the official drink of Belmont?
1: Oh God! We got the.
0: I did not know this. I had to look it up.
1: The the um, I haven't been there, so I don't know. I wouldn't know.
0: It's the Belmont Jewel. It's called. Ooh, it's that's uh, a good name. A, one and a half ounces of bourbon whiskey, two ounces of lemonade, one ounce of pomegranate juice, and some orange zest.
1: Oh, uh, that sounds good. Just substitute for vodka. <laughs>
0: There you go. I mean, you can put vodka rum. You could almost put anything you want to do in there. They always, I guess they go with bourbon because the whole bourbon theme through the Triple Crown. Now, do you know what the flower, what's the flower that they use in the blanket, the winner's blanket in the Kentucky they use Derby? They
1: Derby is roses, yeah. Black Eyed Susan's is yeah. Preakness, and White Carnation's is Belmont. Oh,
0: look at you. Yeah. 700 White Carnation's. Look at you. I'm impressed you knew that. So, how many fillies have won? This is the last question. How many fillies have won over the years?
1: Didn't I know Rags to Riches won?
0: That is correct.
1: Is that the only one?
0: Nope. But you're not going to know the other two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So these are ruthless. Won in 1867. Uh, and then the Philly one called Tanya in 1905. So there's only been three. And Rags the Richest was the last Philly that won, and that was in 2007, believe it or not. That's that long ago.
1: And not there Philly running this year No, maybe? I
0: don't know. I haven't done much research other than the names. So... You know how that is. <laughs> I can tell you that Rich Strike is not 90 to 1 this time.
1: And is so. also not a Philly. Not a
0: Philly. So let's talk about the names. In the number one hole, we have We the People at 2 to 1, by the way. Uh, number two, we have Skippy Longstocking at 20 to 1. And the three hole, we have Nest at 8 to 1. In four, we have Rich Strike at 7 to 2. And then we have Creative Minister Mo Donegal. Golden Glider and Barber Road. So I pick by names. So if I have to pick by names, I am going. Oh, this is a tough one because there's a lot of good names to pick from.
1: I really want Rich Strike to win so the camera follows him along after.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're all we're both going Rich Strike for the win.
1: We hope that's what we're hoping for.
0: <laughs> and I am going with uh Barber Road, for some reason, that just reminds me of the Beatles. So I'm going with that. That's Um, Abbey Road. I know, but it just reminds me of the Beatles. And then I'm going with Skippy Longstocking. Oh, God. (laughs) Because of the name. So those are my three. Rich Strike, Barber Road, and Skippy Longstocking.
1: The problem with Barbara Road is he's gray, and in he never bet the gray. I mean, never, because gray horses make fantastic off the track thoroughbreds <laughs> yeah,
0: for everything but racing. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. um, I really like Mo Donegal. God, he's just a he's just a monster. Fantastic. Um, obviously, I want Rich Strike, but I'm not going to pick Rich Strike because we're going to. That's kind of our like hope. If we're going to put him up in the top shelf, and uh, I'm going to go with Mo Donegal and Nest.
0: Don't know a thing about Nest, which is a very I, short name for a racehorse. Nest is a filly. Oh, it is a filly. Okay. Yeah.
1: Huh. So she Still a short second, name. It's second kinda... in the Kentucky Oaks. So you know what? Forget it. I'm going Nest first, Mo Donegal second. Girl
0: power! <laughs> and Nest, you know, ironic name because... She'll kind of become a nest after So yeah, See, it's perfect <laughs> It's a full circle Full circle Alright, everybody, you want to do some uh, really bad ads? What do you think about that? Let's do it Let's do it I say, pay attention If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later He says one thing and he means
1: another But hey, he can't help it He's a horse trader horse trader Well, it's a laissez-faire Let the buyer beware Horse tradin', they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talkin' in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master
0: in the fine art of persuadin'.
4: Horse trading.
0: That's right. It is time for really bad ads that time of the week when listeners submit ads either from Craigslist or Facebook and we just have a little bit of fun with them, usually about horses or something farm related. And Horselovers.com, the home to over 120,000 horse products, is our sponsor for this and they provide the prizes. We always have some really cool prizes, and this month we have over four hundred dollars worth. Starting with cool curtains. Cool curtains are a new, technologically advanced product that are scientifically proven to deflect up to eighty percent of the sun's heats or sun's heat rays, providing passive cooling to barns, run and shed stalls, uh, storage buildings, things like that. These actually are like curtains that hook onto the front of the stall. They keep the bugs and birds out, and it provides uh, great airflow, but. Really does help keep the barn cooler. They're really neat. I'd never seen these before. It's cool curtains with a K. K cool, K curtains, and you'll find them.
1: Perfect. The next one is Flexion by Legacy Splint Boots and their $116 value. Flexion technology provides individual abrasive resistant cells that provide impact and wear protection never before seen in the equine leg protection. Each flexion cell can move and stretch individually, creating flush, secure fit while wrapping the cradle around the horse's leg. And the same legacy Two design provides suspensory support without inhibiting movement and uh, reinforcing the horse's natural motion while protecting the critical structures of the like using nature's design.
0: We have some cool products this time. And then the third one is a combination pack of the Oak knee patch breeches, mid-rise knee patch breeches, and the Oak Noel Sun Shirt. So we have been talking a lot about the Oak brands. They're very popular. The breeches are four-way stretch woven breech, and they're, the material is very supportive and concealing, providing comfort and confidence in and out of the irons. And the shirt is have, provides a tremendous amount of UV protection. Uh, it's breathable, it's sporty, and it's sleek. Uh, so This is – the combination pack is worth over $110, and you're going to get your choice of colors and things like that. So thank you to Horselovers.com for for providing all of the products today. I can tell it's Friday. Um, So (laughs) it's really bad ads. Hannah, Courtney, Rebecca, Amy – Rochelle and Laura all sent in ad- ads, uh, and we, di- we won't get a chance to get to yours, but you are entered for the prizes. So uh, La- another Laura actually sent in her sound file. She read the ad. If you read the ad yourself, you get two entries for the prizes. If you read the ad with an accent that is not yours, you get three. So let's see what <laughs> Laura did.
4: This is Laura Berry from Fallon, Nevada. This is not the way that I normally talk. I just noticed <laughs> this is kind of the way that the people talk around here that are from Nevada.
0: Okay, she gets three for that because... <laughs> yep,
4: good enough. Even the people that are from California that live in Nevada that won't admit that they're from California. Um, I got an ad for you today, and it's kind of a long one, but it's a mule and wonderful livestock, Gurd, I think it's supposed to say guard, but it's spelled G-A-U-R-D, $2,300. He's so very sweet to people. A gelding and coming four years old, from what I've been told, lower on the herd list, H E A R D, easily punched around by the mares. About 14.3. I haven't measured. He can be brushed, is okay with his feet picked, and takes his meds without complaint. I was told that he had 30 plus days professional training. I have no idea doing what, though. I cannot get him saddled or ridden, but I'm not a trainer by any means. He accepts. E-X-C-E-P-T-S. a halter of any kind And we'll follow He seriously protects the herd two, two of the herd had gotten into the neighbor's yard And this fellow went crazy Alerting with a high-pitched whistle tap bugle And down. running back and forth Where he knows people come to the pasture from It was quite the show <laughs> It may be a hard sell to get him into a trailer Without another horse I don't know He was a rescue And really is a lovely guy He'll give hugs to his caregivers and love little people. But it's time for him to be trained so that he can be a productive member of the mule world. I really wish I could train this guy, but I'm not a trainer, so he's available. I rarely check my email and don't answer my phone number, so I don't know the best the quickest way to get a response is maybe to text me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I have this for sale, but I'm not going to talk to anybody. <laughs>
1: Okay, they, they kind of glossed over the fact, first of all, we know you're not a trainer, you told us a few times, yeah. but they kind of glossed over the medical part of it, which is he takes his meds real good.
0: Yeah, yeah. What
1: meds? <laughs> Why is he on meds? That is a question I would like to know. I need a phone number and then I can text her and she can not answer me.
0: <laughs> I was thinking that you could get this one and, it, you know, they said it helps protect the herd. It could protect the herd from Zeus.
1: You know, I mean, basically running up and down the fence—that's that's herdbound behavior.
0: Mm. That's not so. That's, getting two not of them together know. like Zeus and this one together <laughs> wouldn't be good.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna post a video about Zeus today. Oh God,
0: <laughs> he did Freaking it again. <laughs> he did. He
1: did. He he. Okay, here's what he did. I brought him up to feed him. He comes in. He stands in the stall. I put him in the stall. I went and rode horse. He came back. He's not in the stall. <laughs> he is. And and Morton Barnes, or does I have like a, like a top door and a bottom door? Well, he can open up the top door and he, there's a clip on the bottom one that they're not supposed to be able to open. Yeah, isn't but it
0: I, at the bottom?
1: Yeah, it's at the bottom. So, so he, no, this is the inside of the door. So oh. he opened the like latch, which I don't know how he did. He let himself out. Okay. Then I, so I walk in the barn and he's supposed to be in the first stall on the right mm-hmm. and he is not in that stall so, and I've got a manny in my hands and I'm, I keep walking and I get to the third stall, which is where Duke is. And Zeus has let himself out, gone around, opened Duke's stall and gone into Duke's stall and they're mutual grooming each other. <laughs> I was like, Paul, well, I guess. All <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so At least he wasn't to- feeding the other horses all your grain this time. Yeah.
1: He went out the back, as opposed to in the barn (laughs) aisle, which was nice because I have those bottom (laughs) latches now because of him. Uh, Kara sent in the next one, and this is the title of the ad is called "Not Really a Bronc, Not Really a Bronc." If you, let's see, I don't know where this is. Let's see here. I feel like this is pretty southern. I mean, come on. It's it starts with "Not Really a Bronc." If you have a small ranch kid that knows how to sit a spook and ain't scared easily, this guy is very well broke, but he's spicy. He would make an amazing Jim kind pony for a tough and brave kid who knows how to boogie. <laughs> Hasn't been ridden in just over a year-ish, but that's happened before. That means three.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's the same to get on. He is only 11 too, mind you, and definitely suffers from little man syndrome. (laughs) He can be hard to catch, but does give in if it's in a small pen and a few choice words of threats. And then if you say you're going to eat him, he'll stop. (laughs) He doesn't like people behind him. But not in a kicky sort of way, more like he's super easy to load because if you step behind him, he hops right on the trailer and away (laughs) from you like you're an old cougar and he's a sexy 25-year-old stud with a girlfriend that's watching. He needs a
0: job. Okay, that's the it. first time we've had that analogy. Oh, that's well, how you
1: load a horse. You just get behind him, and they jump up, and there. Like, like, uh, "He, you're a cougar, and he's a 25 year old stud with a girlfriend that's watching." He needs a job and a diet. Something fierce. His name is Seeker, but he comes to. Well, apparently, you can't catch him, as I stated earlier. But uh, his name is Seeker, but he comes to sneaky seek sneaker oat waffle. Jerkface and many more names. He is flexible like that. He is not for sale. I know what I got here. He's he's free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I love that uh he one of his nicknames is Jerkface. I bet you if we were honest, there's more horses nicknamed Jerkface than any other name in the world
1: yeah i i had to, i left jerk face in the dust <laughs> now i its s bag i say s bag listen s bag but i don't say s i say the whole word yeah um <laughs> next is fantastic Katie that says was this a good one, ad that was, that
0: was very funny uh Katie sent this one in i s o an old lady's quarter horse gelding. hi I'm looking for hi. a calm broke older gelding with no problems. I am an old babe that just wants to go out on the trail with my posse 3 or 4 times a week and not die. Not dead, but well behaved and not afraid on the trail. No budget at this time. Don't ever say, don't ever say no budget at this I have time.
1: A horse for you the, for 1 the, million. It's the
0: biggest mistake you can make in an ad. Send me what you have, please. 15 to hand or smaller is good. Please no white horses. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I am not rushing that horse. I don't want a white one.
1: Uh, Claire said, oh, god, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> These are all good. Uh Claire sent the next one in and this is a Facebook ad and there is a photo of a dog and a horse st- 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 they're like kind of facing off, like yeah, they're gonna my-
0: fight. <laughs> We're gonna start a fight, yep. <laughs>
1: Hello out there looking for a forever companion for trail rides, fun, and adventure. This sounds like a personal ad. <laughs> Hello out there. I'm looking for a forever companion. For trail no, it says for tail rides. Hello out there, looking for a forever companion <laughs> for tail rides fun and adventure. Between 5, 12. 1415HH Arabian, Arabian cross, Palomino, Arabian pony, et cetera. Reasonable price, loving forever home, guaranteed, guaranteed, spelled incorrectly. <sighs> and
0: that's the whole ad. There's not a lick of
1: punctuation.
0: So I wonder why we have a picture of a dog and a horse fighting. <laughs> I
1: don't know. It's like a white, fluffy dog. It looks like it's attacking a horse. Uh, but I do love the hello out there looking for a forever companion for tail rides. I don't want to know. Don't Google that. <laughs> Do not Google tail rides.
0: And it's going to get a loving forever home, except for the dog attacking it on a regular basis. They don't. Alexa, so that.
1: Google tail rides. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome.
0: Uh, Cassidy sent this one in. It's our horse trailer of the week. Oh, this sort is of. a classic. Um, a 1970 GMC 550 three-horse van. It ha- has a 350 in it. Does not run.
1: <laughs> Duh.
0: <laughs> Has a 350. Made a point to tell us it's uh, got a 350 in it, but it doesn't run. Has rust. No, the whole thing is rust. $700. Make offer needs gone. So this is one of those big, heavy, clunky horse vans that you see occasionally around. And uh, it is nothing but rust from front end to back end. It looks like it's sunk into the ground because or they don't have any air. I don't think the tires have any air.
1: Uh, but the ground to be fair comes up over where the the wheel well
0: oh that's true so i don't know they could have air but uh this is not (laughs) something you want to put anything in that you love or cherish well it doesn't run anyway so pretty much scrap metal at this point yard art do they take rusty scrap metal i don't know I know i don't know
1: um hold on things are jumping around what'd you do to the show notes i can't see anything now Let's see. All right. No. Uh, 16 year gelding. I don't know who sent this one and I can't see. Uh,
0: Kara's. Oh, actually. I have some sound here. Let's do that next. Okay. So Jessica sent this one in. And then I'll try and fix the notes here.
4: everybody, this is Jessica from Greenfield, Indiana, and I'm going to try to read a really bad ad in a southern accent. Three and points! just so you all know, this
1: ad has two terrible pictures. So anyway, get into my role. She's in a tunnel. Hey y'all. Ad reads, Gelding,
4: 13 year old, 143 broke to ride, $2,000, Thompsonville, Illinois. And all the ad says is, great horse, just downsizing. And that
1: is it. Y'all have a good day. (laughs) Uh, Y'all have a good day. She gets triple the entries for the accent. And also, I feel like you should take cover because there's a bomb coming towards you.
0: (laughs) It did sound like she was in a tunnel or something.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Casey sent this one in. 16 year gelding. 16 YR gelding. I have a 16 YR gelding. He's a husband horse, but he is buddy sour and I ride alone a lot. Now I, oh, this is definitely Southern because they're using the word y'all. Now I know what y'all are thinking. A real horse husband would never ride out alone. He'd be out there with his gal, his fam, his trail boss at the very least. Well, I'm a rebel that way. Horse husband <laughs> through and through, but too stubborn to admit, oh my God, this is a guy posting this. I just always assume it's a woman.
0: Do you do that too? Yes, I always assume it's a woman. Because, well, uh, partly because we, we live in a world where 99% of our listeners are women. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So, but when it says it's a husband horse, yeah. like I would think if it, she was talking about her husband, but no, this is the husband writing this ad. Let me start over. <laughs> I have a 16 year old Gelden. He's a husband horse, but he is buddy, sour, and I ride alone a lot. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. A real husband horse would never ride out alone. He'd be out there with his gal, his fam, his trail boss at the very least. Well, I'm a rebel that way. (laughs) Horse husband through and through, but too stubborn to admit I've got no business riding out alone. So, old Oaky Man is looking for a new address. Shoot me a text or email, and I'll be sure to forward it to the real horse person person in the household.
0: (laughs) I'm riding a horse. I'm not selling it. (laughs) Do you think this was his idea to sell or her idea to sell, by the way?
1: I don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. He's a rebel.
0: (laughs) He's a rebel. And uh, for some reason, he doesn't like riding with his wife, really. I don't know. Yeah, right. There's more to this story, and I want to call him and find out what the rest is.
1: Reading between the lines.
0: <laughs> and Okie Man, he's probably from Oklahoma. So uh, we're widowed to horses, that's for sure. Lorene's going to end the day, and there's nothing better than when Lorene ends the day. So, And she gets three points just because she has the accent.
4: Uh, <laughs> Hi, good morning. It's Lorene Barden, and I'm going to read a really bad ad, and this is a Craigslist ad for a quote. Co-
0: they kind of disappointed in Lorene lately. Ride we usually fun. got her in some version of the truck. Either the truck was running and it sounded like she was driving 85 miles an hour down the road trying to avoid traffic while reading the ads. Or she had stopped the truck and it sounded very hollow and echoey. Lately, they've been perfect sounding.
1: That's actually that's not disappointing, that's actually good. Okay. Just so you just so <laughs> just you know, it's it's supposed to be like that. Go I'll ahead. take that.
0: <laughs> Let's start over with Lorene. She's
4: safe. Hi, She's good safe. morning. It's Lorraine Barden, and I'm gonna read a really bad ad, and this is a Craigslist ad for a quarter horse paint gelding. One thousand six hundred dollars. Around four years old, 14 hands, has been ridden around the round pen, but he's not really ridable at the moment, needs work, daughter's horse. Not really sure what to write here, not a horse person myself. Any questions, send me a text. And that's it. That's the ad. Um, he's not really saying anything good about this poor horse that he wants to try to sell. So thanks for listening. Have
1: a great weekend. Bye. I could just have her on repeat say daughter, daughter's daughter <laughs> horse.
0: Thank you, uh, Lorraine We appreciate you ending our show today. Uh, thank you so much for that. We are going to have a post show for auditors, so hang around for that. And then we are going to be here Monday and Wednesday of next week, and we have uh, shows planned for you. Otherwise, because then on Thursday we fly out to Monty's place and excited to do that. I haven't been out there. Oh, God. It's probably been eight years or more. It's before you started certifications that we were out there. Yeah. So it was a long time ago. So I'm looking forward to that. It's changed a little. They have a new uh, course in the middle of the arena. Have you seen Um, that yet?
1: No, I haven't seen it in person. I've just watched as she's uh, videoed the construction of the the mountain trail course.
0: Well, maybe you get to ride in it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, hold on, auditors. We'll see you all next week. Have a terrific weekend.
1: All right, everybody. Spade, neuter, and geld.
0: So I had an expensive day yesterday. Um, the car, the 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 Kia, needed new tires. It was starting to shake, actually. And, and one of the tires was low, and I thought, well, you know, we've had these on for 40,000 miles. Maybe we should change the tires. Do you know how hard, number one, it was to find tires that size? Tires are apparently scarce right now. Mm-hmm. So I finally found a place that had them, brought it in yesterday. <laughs> Get this. This is I thought of you because this is something that would happen to you. So it's $500 for the tires. Because, you know, you can't find inexpensive tires anymore. So it's $500 for the tires. And I'm sitting there waiting. And I'm working on my computer. And then I look out. And it's been an hour, over an hour now. And I look out. And the car's been in there for over an hour. And they're looking under the hood. And I'm thinking, well, that's odd. They're changing the tires. <laughs> and they're looking under the hood. Well, they were fussing around. Then two or three people are looking under the hood. And then they have this thing that they're putting to the battery. And he comes in and said, have you had a trouble with your battery? I said, nope. Been fine. Started fine. We really haven't had any trouble with the battery. He said, well, the battery's dead. We can't get it started. (laughs) So here it is sitting on a bay in their garage. Can't get the battery started. And he said, well, I said, we don't normally let people come out, but because this is an odd situation, you can come out and check it out. And they put the testers on the battery and it was completely dead. It had died while it was sitting in the garage. So that was another $200 (laughs) to get the battery installed. Because what choice did I have? You know, at that point, your battery's dead. It's in their garage. I was thankful, though, to be thankful. I was thankful it didn't happen ten minutes later when I was in another parking lot of the store or something.
1: so it was- you leave? so so the last time I flew out, I went. I can't remember where I went. and I it was dark when I left my house and I had to drive down to Dallas to go to the airport. And I got to Dallas, and it was light out. And so, um, I remember I drive a beetle that has literally no accoutrement associated with it. Like it's, I, the lights don't turn off automatically. (laughs) You have to turn them off. And so basically I I got there when it was light, you know, I left when it was dark and I got there when it was light. So I didn't think to turn the headlights off. (laughs) And so when I came back, it was Dead, dead 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 like so dead it took like 20 minutes of charging to get it going again which thank god it's a beetle because i had to push it out of the parking spot by myself and i had it in neutral and i started pushing i was like oh i can push my own car <laughs> It's so small <laughs> so i pushed it out and this guy jumped me it was really helpful but uh, yeah um did you leave your lights on
0: no because it was in the shop so it was in there for an hour. They're
1: like, we got another one,
0: Bill. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that. Trust me, I was thinking that. The battery is like five years old anyway. And in oh. Florida, everything dies quickly, quicker yeah. than, than any other place. But I don't know. So, so that was $750. And then I had to go to the dentist. Oh, Dentists are not cheap anymore. I remember going to the dentist when I was a kid. And we had the family dentist. Matter of fact, it was four houses up from my house where we grew up. And we used to go up there. And it, you know, it used to be $25, 35 for a checkup and all that stuff. So yesterday, total was over $1,000 a day. It was an expensive day yesterday.
1: Did you, do you not have dental insurance? No,
0: I've never had dental insurance in my entire life. I've never had dental insurance.
1: Oh, you're getting to the age. You better start buying that policy. Yeah,
0: but I can't find anything that actually covers something. Uh-huh, you know, the yeah. problem with dental insurance is none of them cover anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, you pay for it, and then they're like, no, it doesn't cover that. Nope, doesn't cover that. The stuff you actually need, it doesn't cover.
1: The one, the dental insurance I have covers <clears throat> 100% of, like, checkups and cleanings and stuff because they're like, we want you to do that. Right. But then, of course, you have to pay a hefty percentage. But, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um yeah so I, just so you know I've, I'm sorry first of all I'm sorry you had to spend that here's what here's here's what I want to tell you Yeah that sucks <laughs>
0: Well said. Right? Does that make you feel like Well I'm? played. <laughs> that that sucks. Well played. Now every time I hear that, I'm going to know I'm being played. <laughs> yeah, you're being
1: played. That sucks. Or it's just somebody who has realized they can't help you, so they're just gonna. <laughs> that sucks. Um, so I posted a video on the auditors page about this mare that I have, and I talked about her on the show on Monday, where she gets next to a fence or a wall and rams her hips into it and kicks and squeals. And I put her in the stall and she like double barreled the walls and just like tearing the stall Everybody down.
0: thinks it's a mare thing.
1: Well, yeah. So today, as soon as the show's over, the vet's going to be here and we're going to do an ultrasound and rectal ultrasound of her uh, uterus and ovaries and all that and see what's going on. And of course, you know, I called the owner and I'm like, we need a vet because this is not normal. Oh, she's never done that at home. And I was like, really? Because I thought it was a heat thing, but she's been here long enough, the heat cycle should be over. You know, she'll be through it. You know, that's like, that should be like two days of intensity. And then, but it hasn't abated at all. So I I called him and I was like, and I think she had me on speaker. And I was like, she does this. And I think she needs, oh, she's never done that. And her son in the background goes, she does that all the time. (laughs) I was like, and nobody Busted. thought that that's weird. <laughs> so I, I, I think she didn't know, maybe. Anyway, I was like, I'm not going to train her until I get an ultrasound because I'm not going to train. I can't train pain. So
0: we're going to see what Has that is. Has Lucas so. ever called you out in public? Oh, God. Of course. Of course. I think every kid's called out the parents. On the little white lies they tell I in public. I am so
1: sorry. We have been so, we were so busy yesterday. We couldn't make the birthday party. Mom, we sat at home all day and did nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I mean, you and What do you do nothing? with that? Oh, no, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that doesn't work there, though. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Uh, you're a Scrooge. <laughs> I mean, what do you do with that? There's nothing you can do with it. No. Because you've been called out. It's just yeah. nothing. You've been called out. I up. mean, even apologizing at that point because <laughs> it's not sincere. Uh, you just
1: have to like back up, like, Lucas, enough. You were not busy yesterday, but I was busy. You know, I had things to do. I'm mom, it's Sunday afternoon. And you're you just don't do backpedaling
0: anything. at that point. Yeah. It's just all backpedal. <laughs> this would be a fun one. We, if you, if uh, auditors, if you've been called out by your child, tell the story in the auditor room. We want to know. We, that'd be funny. I just
1: watched the movie, and this is like going way back. But you've got mail, okay? Oh my god! I know. But see, that's at the
0: beginning of uh, uh, Yahoo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You've got mail, but there's a part in it where um, you know he's Joe Fox, and he owns a big bag bookstore that's going to put her out of business, and uh, and he's she's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "Joe." Just Joe. And he leans down to the kids and he goes, okay, go over there and read this dinosaur book and don't listen to anything I say. And the kids okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm dead. And he completely lies to her about who he is. Because, And he's like, but I always think of that. I'm like, go over there and don't listen to anything I say. Okay. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they're listening to every word.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to tell some lies right now. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: So we're going to look at this thing this weekend. It's kind of interesting because we didn't know one of these existed. One of the problems with buying this new horse trailer is it is a gooseneck. And we used to haul Scooter's cart in the truck. So we'd put it in the bed of the truck. We had these ramps and we'd put it up in the bed. We can't do that if you have a gooseneck, right? So they make this rack. They're made here in Florida. And we found one ironically enough, for sale used on Facebook. Um, and I think it's probably the only one ever been used on Facebook. It's this rack thing that attaches to the back of your horse trailer. And it's on hinges so that it's this entire rack. It looks very, it looks like a torture device. Uh, you Your cart goes, the wheels go up on it and your cart sticks up and then it ties off at the top. But the rack's on hinges and it closes and you can open the whole rack with your cart on it. So it swings open all the way and so you can get the horses in and out. In an emergency, you could just open it up, open up uh, open up the doors and get your horses out without any trouble whatsoever because it's the cart and everything's attached to this rack that's on hinges. It's kind of a brilliant system, but it does huh. look odd.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm going to have to see a picture of it. I was just yeah, not just Yeah, I'll post following.
0: a picture of it in the auditor room to show you guys what we're talking about. But I didn't know any of this. One of these existed, but it's a way to haul the cart without impeding an emergency getting the horses out. Uh, because otherwise, if the cart's on the back, they do make other attachments, but you have to get the cart off before you can open the back doors. And, and it does have an emergency side door, but, you know— you want to get them out the back a lot of times, so that concerned me. And not being able to get the back doors open quickly, so yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna go look at that tomorrow. We're driving an hour and a half to look at that because there aren't a lot of these in the world. It's <laughs> a pretty special thing. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll post a picture of it and see if anybody else has ever seen one of these before. It's odd.
1: Yeah, I no, mean, I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> it's odd, but I did have we did have uh, outlets put in the back of the horse trailer. Of the new trailer for when I use it as a studio. So we have power back there and we'll be able cool. to work from back there on the road. Like when we're coming out to your place, it's a several day drive. So uh, we'll be doing, we'll have to do shows on the way and stuff. So it'll be interesting. Yours will be the first big trip we try it out on.
1: I can't wait. I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be the person.
0: You're it. And then we are planning on heading off to Texas. I'll give you more details on that, uh, where we're going to go and what we're going to do. We do have Wisa to go to, so.
1: Well, Auditor Patty Otto also is excited to meet you guys too, and, uh, we'll have to do a dinner here.
0: Oh, that'd be great. And I hope there's some, we're hoping to do some sightseeing because we've never been in Oklahoma. Is there anything to see in Oklahoma? Well,
1: <laughs> let me tell you the list of okay. long list of chicken auction.
0: Did. I already have that on the list.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> that's not I'm not doing that again. Uh, I would like to say, too, you definitely should go see the Oklahoma City monument for the bombing. It's oh, yeah. it's it's really powerful. And it's it's really I mean, who it's 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 not an uplifting visit, but it is it is definitely a part of history. Um, there's that. And, is uh, the college in Norman? Yes, it's I'm 10 minutes away from campus.
0: Oh really? So the but, stadium's right in Norman stuff?
1: Yep. Yeah. It's right right down the street. And then uh there's, there's so there's that uh <laughs> and um well, apparently there's, a there's half a a, day. <laughs> in southeast Oklahoma there's a, there's a elephant uh rescue. Um and then apparently in in Broken Bow, Oklahoma that's where Bigfoot is. So you can go see Bigfoot, (laughs) and then there's also a
0: science museum um, and a
1: zoo and Remington Park.
0: Things to do around Jamie's house are pretty slim. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's slim pickings. We can watch tornadoes. That we can do.
1: You create your own entertainment (laughs) at my house, buddy. That's why I have so many animals. You know what? You can go play catch the evil bunny. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: that's what you can play at my house. Okay, we can do, do that. Because he's out again. Uh, he's on and, the lamb. We can play Where's Zeus? We can do yeah. that.
1: Where's Dammit Zeus? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. We can do that. Uh,
1: yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> And your day is full. And You're th- welcome. I won't be
0: as cool as visiting you like we did the last time when we got to go to the Air Force Base. It won't be as Chad cool. Chad
1: will ta- be happy to take you to Dallas-Fort Worth and let you see planes take off <laughs> <laughs> from the outside the gate. He'd do yeah,
0: that. N- not as cool as his last job was. No, no. Not so cool. Not quite as cool as that.
1: Lucas would be happy to play bingo with you. Or Uno. I like Things both like of that. those
0: games. So that'd All be right. fun. <laughs> <laughs> go
1: to Sold. movies? Yeah, dinner, <laughs> we drink. We drink a lot. <laughs> That's what I do. I ride and I drink. That's my t-shirt. That's
0: your t-shirt. There you go. Again, we need to do a whole line of t-shirts. We need to do that for Horses in the Morning shirts, all inspired by Jamie. I'll there is a hashtag I'll give you Zeus part of the shirt. huge profits we're going to make, okay?
1: No, there's a Gildatch stuff. Yeah, Gildatch I don't think too
0: many shape. of those sold either because nobody wanted to wear that one.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have one. I have a hoodie and I have a bumper sticker. And Lucas is always like, Mom, you have a bad word on your bumper sticker. (laughs) It's not a bad word because it's not spelled out.
0: (laughs) We got to go. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you.